Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Just Get Fit with Nikki. I'm your host, Nikki, a certified nutrition coach and personal trainer. And although it has been a hot minute since I have recorded a podcast, I have been busy working on my Just Get Fit workout app, working with clients, doing a bit of traveling, and lots of just life things going on. But today, what I wanted to talk to you about, seeing as we are in those warmer summer months, but this is also something that a lot of people are really working on navigating throughout the year is weight loss and alcohol. And can and how do those things go together and how do they impact each other? And so, you know, when it comes to working with clients, this is definitely a topic that I cover with when it comes to a lot of people and their lives and figuring out, well, how do I proceed with this? If I do have a weight loss goal or even a goal of really just wanting to feel my best and healthiest and most confident, how do I do this? And how do I make changes in a meaningful way? Or do I need to make changes? And so this is kind of what I normally talk about with clients. And I wanted to share some of those things because I think the reality is that for so many of us, it's not going to be black and white. It's not going to be like, oh, this is good or this is bad or do this. But because alcohol does impact us all very differently, that's something to take into consideration. And I always tell my clients at the end of the day, I'm always going to refer back to you and how you feel because that is really a great indicator of what is or isn't working. And so generally speaking, when it comes to weight loss and alcohol, yes, you can lose weight while still consuming alcohol. That's the bottom line. However, there are factors to take into consideration. And, you know, I always tell clients that one thing that is kind of good to know is that when we do consume alcohol, our body stops burning fat, mostly because it's just like, hey, you know that alcohol you put in your system, I need to process that, get rid of that. We don't really need that in this. So we're going to kind of put all our energy into getting rid of that. And so that does slow things down. But once you've processed it, it goes back to, you know, burning fat and, and doing all the things that it normally does. And so energy balance still is going to be a very important factor in this. Meaning if you are consuming more calories than you are burning, you are not going to be losing weight, regardless of whether you are having alcohol or not. If you are having alcohol, but consuming less calories overall than you are burning, you will lose weight. Now, the tricky part for many people is that they kind of leave an important part out of this equation or things to consider. And what I mean by this is how does alcohol impact you? And I'm going to run through some of my own personal examples from my early 20s when I would go out, we lived downtown, you drink, you party, you come home, we lived above a McDonald's and guess where I would stop? At a McDonald's or we'd get like late night noodles or, you know, greasy food and then go home, pass out, wake up, not feeling our best, go for brunch, you know, have something to kind of soak up that alcohol and then generally kind of carry on that weight throughout the day and then return to work on Monday. And so I think that's the perfect example of how it's not so much the alcohol on its own that was doing me a disservice, not only in terms of how I was feeling, but in terms of my actual food choices and behavior that went well beyond that evening of drinking. 
because for me, it impacted how I chose to eat after drinking. It impacted how I would choose to eat the following day when I'm trying to recover and become human again. And that for a lot of people is where the calories tend to add up. Because I don't know about you, but when we're not feeling our best, there's a lot less thought into hmm, what's going to be the best, most healthful choice and make me feel good. For most of us, it's kind of like, well, I kind of feel like trash. So what can I eat? What will my body tolerate in this moment in time? That's what I'm going for. And I do think for a lot of us, that is very normal. As I have gotten older, I changed the way I drink. It's definitely less frequent. It is also much more in moderation. I kind of have a really good idea of which alcohols do well with my stomach, which, you know, I can avoid bloating, which I can avoid hangovers and all those kinds of things. And so now I kind of just stick to those things. And I know, you know, what my limits are and what I can have in order to feel good when I go home at night and the following day. And I think this is where it is really important when we are aiming to shift our relationship with food and to lose weight in a long-term way to take these things into consideration. Because I know a lot of people go the route of, okay, well, I'm going to lose weight. So I'm going to cut out alcohol. I'm going to be really rigid. I'm going to be strict. And unless you are making a change that you plan on sticking with long-term, and I mean like for the rest of the year and next year, those changes aren't really going to be long lasting, which then means the benefits you get from those changes are also not that long lasting. And so when it comes to alcohol, a lot of times what I tell people is, I want you to go and I want you to do what you normally do when it comes to your drinking. Okay. And I want you to kind of assess how you're feeling throughout that period of time. If you go out for dinner and you're drinking, whether it's wine or cocktails or shots or whatever your preference is, I want you to see if you can make some mental notes about a what you're drinking, you know, how it makes you feel. Is there a point in the night where you kind of feel like, okay, cool, I feel fine. Is there a point in the night when you go, ooh, that was a bit much. And then following that, does it impact your eating? Does it impact your hunger levels? I know for me personally, it would spike my appetite and cause me to eat a lot of food right before bed. And you best believe I'm not making very um, healthful choices right before bed after drinking. And so these are the things that I think are important to reflect on. It is not just those calories. It's like, okay, if you go and have two beers, obviously it's going to depend on the beers that you're having, but let's just say it's, you know, 200 calories. Okay, great. You've had 200 calories. You can work that into your, you know, calories for the day and, and still be successful and still lose weight. However, if those two beers lead you to change how you eat that evening, the following day, if it increases your hunger, if it leads you to feel bloated, if it leads you to feel uncomfortable, uh, if it impacts your sleep, these are the things that I think we often forget when it comes to making these changes. And so when it comes to navigating weight loss and alcohol, these are the big picture questions. I always say, take a step back and reflect on that. Go through your day and the following day, you know, actually go, okay, well, how did it go? And I always ask my clients, I'm like, is there anything you would have done different? Not because I'm over here wanting you to feel bad or guilty or anything like that. But because I think when you actually take that moment to look back in hindsight, you can say, 
hmm, you know what? I felt great after those two glasses of wine, but that third one, ugh, you know what? I don't think I needed that. And even that action, it's not to condemn yourself or to feel guilty, but it plants that seed. So next time you do go out, you have that memory of, oh, you know what? Two drinks was that happy medium for me. Let me see if I can try that again this time and then, you know, order something non-alcoholic either in between drinks or after and see how I feel. Does it impact my overall experience? Does it impact, you know, how I sleep or anything like that? And what are the pros and cons? And I know that for many of us, there can be a lot of social pressures associated with drinking or I was actually talking to a client who has been experimenting with, you know, doing a sober summer and we were having some really great conversations in terms of like, there is sometimes this apprehension to go into certain events or places when you're like, okay, I'm not drinking. Like, what's that going to feel like? It's not something I've done before. And I get that. Like, it is tough. And, and we were talking about golf, for example, and I started taking up golf last year with friends and I love it. It's not that I'm great, but it's a really fun day where you get to be outside with your friends, you get to drink, you get to drive the cart, and then you get to safely make your way home <laughs> with whoever is driving you home. But I think that was kind of my experience with that. And this summer, I've done a bunch of golfing without drinking. And at first I was like, oh, this is a bit different, but I still had a great time. I don't know if I played better, but <laughs> either way, the fact is... It's kind of these things where sometimes you have to go through it with that perspective and see, does it make a difference, right? Was it less enjoyable? And I think that on top of this, there is that element of navigating people in your life who tend to have feedback and commentary on, oh, you're not drinking. Oh, why is that? Or the pressure to drink, the pressure to participate. And what I like to remind people and what I also remind myself is that the people who really, really love you, who really value you, who know you, who want you to feel your best are going to respect your choices. They might ask, but if you say, you know what, I'm kind of experimenting. I just want to feel better. Or man, I did not sleep well last night after I did have a couple drinks. A lot of people also do relate to these things and true friends are not going to pressure you, you pressure you and pressure you to continue to drink. And I think if someone is, that's also kind of a bit of a red flag in terms of it's like, oh, do you only like me because I drink with you? And if so, you know, what does that say about our relationship? And, you know, that could get into a whole other <laughs> deep and meaningful conversation that I am not going to go into, but you can kind of have that quiet uh, thought process on your own and decide, okay, well, you know, are these relationships that I do want to pursue, are they meaningful ones? And, you know, figuring out what that looks like for you. But really and truly, you know, taking a step back, doing this as an overview, when it does come to this weight loss goal, it is possible, like I've said, to lose weight and to incorporate it. But I really do think it is so helpful to focus on those things like, okay, let me take a step back and assess what is that happy medium for me in terms of what quantity can I drink and still feel good, right? And then secondly, what kind of alcohol can I drink and still feel good? If I drink, you know, tequila, I do feel great. But I also know it's probably 
two tequilas and not <laughs> four. Same with for me with wine. I can have like a Pinot Gris and feel great, but I can have two. And that's kind of my happy medium where I will not feel hungover at the table or feel really bloated and uncomfortable. But I only know this from going through and sometimes surpassing that limit and not feeling my best. The next thing I would say is consider your sleep. And I know a lot of people go, oh no, when I drink, I actually sleep great. I fall asleep right away. And I will say, yes, I also fall asleep right away. But then I wake up really early and I feel really groggy. And it takes me a couple days to actually get back into a routine of sleep where I have quality sleep and I feel rested. And then the other last thing that I would say is take a step back and think about how alcohol impacts either your appetite or appetite and food choices. Does your appetite skyrocket? For some people, it doesn't. And you'll be like, I'm not sure what you're talking about. For others, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, yes, I will absolutely hit the kebab stand on the way home, get a donair, you know, get some pho, do all those things. And, you know, is that going to impact your overall calorie intake for the day? It absolutely might, depending on what you've eaten the rest of the day. So these are the things that I think are really helpful and a way more meaningful way of making a change when it comes to alcohol or assessing, like I said, if you need to make a change, because I don't think it's going to be cut and dry and the same for everyone. And I also don't think a lot of us make true meaningful change when we're doing so from a place of fear. Like, oh my gosh, I don't want to have 400 calories of alcohol because that's going to put me over my limit. I don't think that works for us long term right? And so really at the end of the day, it is about knowing what works for you, what makes you and your body feel your best and what you can actually imagine sticking with at social situations in the future. And this does not mean that every event or social situation that you go to is going to go smoothly and you're going to stick to, you know, X number of drinks and come home and feel great. No, there's likely still going to be times when you go out with the best of intentions, with this plan in mind, I'm going to stick with this many drinks, I'm going to have water in between, I'm going to do this, and it's not going to happen. And, and that's okay too, right? This is really not about perfection, but think about it as moving the needle in the right direction. Think about it as progress. If the next five times you, you know, are in situations where you consume alcohol, and at three of them, you go home and you feel great and the next day you feel great and you slept well and you don't have any bloating or discomfort or a hangover, that's a win. Three out of five times, that's still a win, right? People go, oh, well, it's only 60%. Hey, if you do 60% better at something, that is definitely a step in the right direction, right? So don't be so hard on yourself and saying that, okay, well, I always have to do this now and it has to be quote unquote perfect moving forward. It doesn't. But this is really about making your journey enjoyable and sustainable and ensuring that what you're doing is actually going to allow you to live a life that makes you feel good, that aligns with your goals, and that has you feeling your best physically, mentally, and emotionally. All right. That being said, that is a wrap on this podcast episode. So don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any more episodes. And if you are looking for workouts, you can go to www.justget.fit forward slash stronger.